0: This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Rated G for gag. Hello and welcome to Sissy That Pod. I am your host Keen Sullivan, and welcome along for the final recap of 2022. We are talking about Canada versus the World, episode five, and I'm joined by the super fun connor behan the two of us get into this episode the spy acting challenge we speculate who's going to win canada versus the world it's a fun episode a fun one to finish off the year so instead of the finale recap next week on the 23rd we'll be releasing james's final episode of sissy that pod where we can review the time we've been doing the show together and pick out some highlights of the last three and a bit years so it's gonna be a really special episode Uh, and it'll also contain some audio of our first ever interview together which is quite nice so that's coming out on the 23rd and between now and then if you would like to leave a review for the podcast it'll be much appreciated spotify apple wherever you listen we'd love to you know get this podcast spread far and wide in 2023 and reviews help us do that so it will be much appreciated but for now let's get into it our final episode this time with connor behan Connor in thank you for joining me for this episode of Candiverse The World, the final recap of 2022. So thank you for joining me. Oh my,
1: you know, thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be back. I know we've been trying to make this happen for ages and my DJing schedule and Drag Race have been oil and water for the last while. So I'm so thrilled when they air- drop them on the weekends. I'm like, I can watch before yeah. work.
0: are <laughs> We're back. Uh, yeah, I guess, you know, I guess it's kind of one of the questions I ask people now in terms of the oversaturation of Drag Race mm. you know and I guess we're reflecting on the year what's your Drag Race journey of 2022 yeah. been?
1: I I liked. Th- so what I have kind of so what I've actually started doing with Drag Race now is if RuPaul hosts it I'll watch If there's a non-RuPaul fronted version, I will consider it depending on circumstances. So with this Canada versus the world, I watched the first season of Canada, thought they did a good job. I just didn't get around to two and three, but this I thought, okay, there's Queens. I know here Queens. I want to see more of, and I haven't watched Canada in a while. I'll give this a go. I'd like to check out France and Spain. I've heard they're good, but my rule this year was mainly like if Rue's there, I'll watch because I know RuPaul is problematic, but RuPaul is also for my money, one of the best TV hosts of all time. And particularly watching this episode and this season, I've been reminded there are just small but not small things that Rue does as a host with delivery of lines and dialogue and just the stuff she comes out with that puts her on a bit of a higher par than some of the other girls. Now, I think Brooklyn is doing a good job as a judge. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, yeah, so this year I've watched US, uh, US All Stars, UK versus the world, Canada versus the world, obviously, because we're going to talk about it. And then Down Under. I
0: think that's, is that everything? I feel like there was something else. Oh, I like her- what you're saying there about Rue, I think the perfect example of where you need Rue is Snatch Game. Yeah, I don't know any other, yeah. any other host who's managed to get like capture that, you know, not just the bounce ability, but also like the over-the-top laugh. I think you need it.
1: Yeah, even like, you know, the way, because, listen, there's things about RuPaul as like a, a pop culture figure that I could talk about that are problematic. But the thing is, there's a sense that when Rue was the host, the queens are trying to impress her on some level and that little that gives it an edge that actually a lot of competition reality shows don't always have because it's like on other shows there might be a panel of judges on drag race mm. really you know that like look we know there are producers and decisions made and fans and da, 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 but like there is a core that like if rue when you see rue kind of clicking with certain girls in a season you're like okay even if she doesn't win that queen is gonna have more work coming or she's like even the way for example RuPaul loves Katya and will like randomly mention Katya in interviews even now and it's like mm. oh like even if Katya was never going to win her initial season like she's in RuPaul's kind of bullseye and you can see like I, I feel like that's how RuPaul feels about Candy Muse and maybe that's why I mean maybe that's how I feel about Candy Muse but like you know those girls that come through so like I Heidi in Closet is something yeah, like that yes, do do? Yes, or banji. Yes. yeah exactly so like there's something to Like, RuPaul's a terrific host, and I will, like, I will die on the hill. And actually, I'm so thrilled that she has won so many Emmys in recent years for hosting, because I remember even in the early seasons, I was like, oh, my God, this show is so elevated because she's been doing television for so long. And I think we took it almost for granted. Mm -hmm. And now that we've got these, like, kind of international editions, you're just seeing, like, different styles of hosting, which aren't necessarily bad. They just don't have the same. Even that UK episode where Michelle stepped in. Michelle did a fine job, but, like, it still wasn't quite you know, the delivery and the cadence and the kind of ease that it was not quite there because Rue is just doing it so long. So, yeah, my rule generally is if Rue's there, I'll give it a go. And that's meant I've struggled through like down under when I've not wanted to, but I've still done it. So, you know, it doesn't it's not always a foolproof uh, system.
0: And I guess this is an interesting point to con compare Drag Race with Housewives because they're both sort of, you know, multi franchise yeah, shows. Yeah. You know how how do you find you watching all of you know how do you find you you break up the rules in a housewives? Do you watch everything as soon as it comes out. Do you leave stuff back?
1: Yeah, with housewives, I watch all the American stuff as it airs because like this sounds like a plug, it's but job. it's not a plug. Yeah, because yeah. when I was doing the podcast, it was part of my job, and also with Hey You, they're there every week, so it's part of my. They're like my soaps basically. I watch housewives yeah. the way Someone else would watch Eastenders or Curry, and there's only one episode now. This week they've dropped like multiple episodes of certain things, but generally. You get one episode a week of is airing, so it's usually two or two, three to maybe four across a week, so you can spread them out. So I watch the American ones as they air because there's like a pop culture conversation around those I follow, and then sometimes I might have been to an international one, but that's and also how hey, you put them up differently because they have different rights to the kind of non-American stuff. So mm. I mainly just watch the American ones, but it's funny. I think that's actually why. I don't add as much Drag Race into the rotation because I'm kind of like, there's only really an hour or two extra half reads. Also, I've never watched Love Island because I'm like, nah, between Drag Race and Housewives, like I'm good for reality stuff every week. Like if I add this in, if I had these straight people in bikinis and s- swimsuits in, I won't I won't be able to leave the house, Never mind, do other things, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, and I guess, and again, I don't w- watch Housewives. I've never taken the plunge because I'm just afraid I'll never get my time back. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I guess with Housewives, every season, you kind of have you only know, maybe have one or two new cast members or something like that where yes, at least yes. every season of drag race you've got another 12 things to re- learn or and remember. 16
1: in the case of the forthcoming Se- season that they have yeah um yeah like with that thing housewise is a soap and for the most part a lot of the players don't change and like you can i think to, like i know people binge watch it and i think that's a great way to get into it but like there's something about having that franchise as part of your like viewing habit for like years and years and years, you start to like connect with the characters and people in a much mm. more, it's actually more of a long game. Whereas drag race, you do get to know Queens and they start to stand out. But like, you do have that thing of like, I'm going to watch 12 to 15 of you, to 16 of you in this season, three to four of you will stay in my memory. And then there'll be a new batch, which I know sounds bad, but just from a cold, hard, like cold hearted kind of TV point of view, that's how you feel. So it's, it's a different beast in one way, but the volume I think is similar, the amount of stuff that's there to watch. And, you know, podcasts, social media chatter, uh the cast, videos yes the cast you know giving you info or tea even actually there's been in recent years more leaks from housewives stuff because they film most housewives stuff nine months before we see it so like for example housewives in new jersey they filmed in dublin so we all i saw mm. them people spotted them so we're able to go oh this is who the group is they went to this place and this place much like you know on reddit you can go oh episode four this happens if you want now i actually avoid much of that as i can but like you know there's a similar kind of social media ecosystem and fan base actually the fan bases were both franchises are equally like informative and amazing and also scary at the same time (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah i generally worry i'm losing some of my childhood memories because i'm retaining the names of like queens from holland season one like <laughs> yeah, <Pam> yeah. <laughs> you know? am like, i using I, my memory for good I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know
1: you're like what's the square root of two i don't know we who went home in season three episode three because i'll tell you that yeah yeah it is mad what you start to recall and remember like i always joke like with sports stars for example i don't follow sports at all so like people be like, oh, blah, 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 from the GA is doing this. And I'm like, I like, I mean, I know he's famous. I'm not saying he's not, but that person is not on my radar. But if they were like fifth in the back on a Bravo reality show 10 years ago, I'm like, oh my God, it's blah, blah, blah. Like I just have such yeah. a warped sense If you ask of me culture. the third single from yeah. Biology by Girls Aloud, yeah, I'll let yeah, you yeah. know. But... <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: They're like, yeah, yeah, he was the all-star GA player for like of years. I'm like, okay like I just don't have it even like <laughs> yeah. I work in two of M with Donald Callan who's lovely and I know he's a rugby star but I actually forget that sometimes because it's just not on my radar the same way mm. and then someone mentioned his amazing career as like a sports star and I'm like oh yeah like he's like really successful and I'm, I'm like yeah you fucking dummy he is like I just <laughs> I have no me and sport are just like two ships mm. in the night we very rarely meet Then he, you know what you want to watch me to watch sport put some drag queens in sport and I'll yeah. watch But panty on the fucking GA team The G18 Celebrity Bonas Store
0: Yeah Yeah, bring Celebrity
1: Bonas Store back And have it be hosted by RuPaul and Hampty Bliss Then I'll watch it Yeah there you go perfect (laughs) They have that idea for free commission Yeah
0: So Canada versus the world. Let's talk about that. So you would have known, obviously, Silky and Raja. You would have yes. known Victoria and Vanity. And then the, more mm-hmm. the rest of them new to you? Rita Baga, you would have
1: known her? I knew Rita Baga from Montreal, mm-hmm. Quebec, whatever they say. Yeah, so I knew going into this, I didn't know any of the other Canadian girls aside from Rita. and.
0: Oh, you would have known Anita, I guess. And Anita watched, Wigley, yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Who's <laughs> Adele was so bad. Wow, what a bad Adele that was. And so I knew all of them bar like, The two season two Canada girls. I'm pretty yeah yeah. Isis, did you know Isis? I didn't know Isis. I knew of her, but I'd never actually. Mm -hmm. It was kind of surreal watching her as a winner, knowing she'd won her season. Because I was like, oh, it's really weird to come in at this level with queens who've won their. You know, it it was a funny Mm. thing. So I had it. I was quite impressed by the cast. I loved the promo and the visual for all the Mm. artwork. I actually kind of wish they had kept that for a U.S. season because I would love to see Rue do. Rue loves big disco, foxy
0: brown wig, big
1: hair, and like disco music. Rue was so fluent in that whole world and always talks about and references. And like it would have been so cool. To, but I'm sure I would love to know the creative like mood board conversations that go on all these different gay production teams in different parts of the world. But like Rue's gonna be wearing that for a promo in six months, and like so we can't do it. But yeah, loves yeah. the artwork and the vibe for kind of this world. I do, I do have a little bit of like. I feel bad for Victoria in that I would have loved for her to get a run at a full UK season, and then do this. It's odd to have someone who went home because of an injury come back to all because it's like, she absolutely is on par and deserves to be there. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's even just, I'm just imagining she must have spent so much money for her first round. And then she, like, I just, I'm like, it feels like it's actually a big ask, you know, yeah. to put someone who's like, um, not had a full run in a regular season into the All Stars and kind of versus the world environment because it's just a different kettle of fish and you not you know, don't even just have just
0: in terms of how a TV show works. So yeah, You know, That's,
1: it's funny and look, we'll talk about it, but she's been incredible all season. But like, I do feel a little bit bad, and I've heard kind of through the grapevine that like she more or less was meant to do the next, well, well I guess season four of UK, sure. yeah. but they kind of at the last minute said, no, you're going to the other one instead. So I think she, I think the plan now, that's just a rumor I heard. I'm not going to, I can't reveal my sources here. Say their names. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Say their (laughs) names. Um, But I heard from like a fairly reliable source that like that was a plan. Now, obviously pinch is salt and all that, but like, it does seem like they probably move Queens around all the time in that sense, particularly the all-stars kind of formats that they do. Mm. So yeah, it was my only thing. I was like, damn, I feel kind of bad for Victoria. But like, yeah, it fine out
0: well for her though, because... Yeah, she could, you know, she could win, episode, so... <laughs> she has the best track record. Yeah. She could win. And although she's amazing and I love her to almost a biased degree, she would have had tough competition with Cheddar Gorgeous and Danny Beard. You know, not to say that Silky and Ratton had yeah. tough competition. I know either. what you mean, though.
1: Like, yeah. if she had done UK season four, that was quite a stacked cast. I think she definitely would have done very well in uk season four. i mean it's hard because like it would have gone a completely different way if she was there just mm-hmm. by dint of who does or doesn't get in then but yeah i mean you see victoria danny cheddar like that would have been such a killer like mm. top three and i actually think Jombers and black pepper or her would have been like in a group challenge or like a kind of girl group moment would have been fierce as well so it's kind of yeah what could have been although who knows they could still in theory bring her back for uk season i don't know if they ever would i don't I don't know, but like, or you know, there's talk now of the global, global all stars, yeah. so which is basically U.S. versus the world under a different name. So who knows? We'll see. I mean, yeah. I also I feel it must be so funny for the Canada versus the world girls, like the American girls, be judged by their friends. I'd be like. I work for you and you tell me how to look good I would be so annoyed I'm like you're not RuPaul <laughs> you know what I mean I'd be like you're no RuPaul I, I mean Brooklyn's amazing but I would fully get at my feelings if I was them
0: so let's jump into the top of the episode so the week mm-hmm. before there was the double shantay uh, because ISIS decided to leave the competition and I kind of liked the chaos of them having to show their lipsticks anyway so Victoria and Silky had both chose Vanity to go home Silky didn't reveal it at first and kind of just told her personally which I kind of I appreciate I liked that, that as a that. moment
1: a because that actually was good telly but b it felt real like silky Mm. was kind of like no genuinely i don't didn't want you to feel the moment i was tying up on you even though i would say vanity kind of knew the writing was on the wall last week even had been a regular elimination she had the like weaker track record i don't think i was more surprised that victoria picked her lipstick because i Mm. thought victoria might keep her around whereas i was like silky's not gonna send Raja home like they're just best friends and i think vanity knew that so I liked that because, you know, you hear about the sisterhood and da, 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 and sometimes you're like, oh, it's probably for the cameras. But like the way that was even filmed and kind of kind of off the cuff felt like I'm telling this now and I kind of have to tell you in this in this setting. But like, I'm also not telling you in front of everyone to make you feel like a flop, you know, not that yes. she's a flop, but, you know, that you, you get in your head yeah. and feel like that.
0: The sisterhood is real in this season, like you really feel, yeah. you, you know, in a way that you might not in others, And I think that's nice. And I think that's also very canadian in terms of that season before they don't i don't think they manufacture as much drama as some of the other ones do so yes i appreciated that it is a
1: cultural difference because i even feel like in the uk they'd be more like what
0: you mean <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry that's a terrible British ask
0: what you mean governor?
1: <laughs> i sound like ruval like when, RuPaul, when yeah. the UK. hello sir they're like please get back yeah. <laughs> you're right babe
0: you're right you're right <laughs> <laughs> Um, there wasn't much. We were kind of straight into that spy acting challenge. I really appreciated uh, Tracy. Really gave gave it all, you know, with her little karate chops and everything when she was when she was doing. When her, they were selling the engines,
1: when they were selling the challenge, I was like. Is this a spy movie or a Charlie's Angels? Like they were doing a lot. They were like, "It's a spy movie!" Hi-ya! I was like, "Wait, mm-hmm. like you've, you're basically doing Spice Force Five and totally spies and Charlie's Angels." Like, uh, like what's? They were trying to make out it, it was James Bond vibes. I was like, I don't know if this is James yeah. Bond or something a tad more camp. They were like, I was like, the wires have been crossed here for sure.
0: Yeah, and then the car- the the characters all seem. <laughs> very strange like mother of the house the reading fundamentalist the body idea yaddy, yaddy. yeah I mean I don't know if there's if it, there's much you want to discuss about either the walkthrough or the allocation of the of the positions like I kind of
1: well we did I, get some like they had you know th- that this is a sort such a source of I guess conflict or even just tension in every episode who's going to get what part but I do love how once the dust settles the silky Victoria like shipping has to like they really are like we could we could be lovers you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like Silky saying Victoria was a stud out of drag I was like yeah Victoria is kind of like does but is very butch when she's not in drag and I kind of love the like because her drag is so like hyper feminine in an amazing like genius way mm-hmm. and it, I think Silky made such a good point and I like I also <laughs> just to go back a tiny bit I don't know and I've heard other podcasts say this so I'm not saying an original thought per se but like because that's our only bit of RuPaul in these episodes I love seeing the Ru video messages some of the scripts I'm like does Ru even know what she's saying she's like blah 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 but, but the delivery is so like soothing I'm like oh yes mother talk to me and then I'm like wait huh and even when they come back there, and they're like Ooh, what's it gonna be I'm like fuck if I know because Ru just literally was like bleh, 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 like fucking who knows what <laughs> Ru's actually even Ru was like what are they doing on this one just oh. <laughs> do one take, yeah. <laughs> only one take, yeah. I'm like, okay. you hit record, yeah. Okay, ready. <laughs> so I do live for that in this context because it's our only real, other than the voiceover, it's only a little bit of real we get every week. So.
0: Nothing will be as good as that Lee Dawson cap where it's like, frack that, back frack, frack. Frack better beer motherfucking frack No,
1: nothing will ever top that. But like at this point, she should just start saying that because it would probably be a little bit more yeah. uh, <laughs> honest. But yeah, I mean, what else happened in the, I've got my, my notes.
2: Well, I mean, so I feel illegible. like
0: it was a, it was a strong setting vanity up for a fall kind of thing where vanity was like, I want this one. And then they are like, well, you know, could I get it? And yeah, then Vanity tries the whole. Well, maybe it's going to be good for me to do something outside of my character. And then they're like, mm, yeah, fine. they're like, yeah,
1: girl, yeah, spin, spin, spin. I did like what Rita said about uh, Vanity. Was like, oh, I don't have many lines, and Rita was like, you don't need lines to stand out. And we've actually seen that in Drag Race a lot. Like mm. a queen who is like present and kind of reacts well, and like has physical comedy, and maybe then comes in with their line really brilliantly, can totally steal the show. So like. I think that was a good point from Rita and I did like because we're so used to the mirror chat being like where this serious chat comes into the episode but I there was something very like organic about how Silky mm. and Victoria talked about like their struggle with eating disorder and body image like it was like a very honest conversation that and maybe I'm just being naive but it felt like it happened while they were just sitting there and they ran with it and actually opened up and I thought that was kind of a good conversation to have because there's still like sometimes drag race isn't great to bigger queens and like it's actually kind of cool that like these two contenders like their size is not an issue and like it's or because i think sometimes you get the one girl who's like i'm the big queen of eureka being like i'm gonna do the big girls And it's actually like we've got two here of very different backgrounds and experiences mm. and also they can come together on their experience around this topic so i thought that was actually because drag race is so hyper-produced when like something kind of more real cuts through you're like oh that actually felt like a conversation versus like so tell me about your dead family and your dog so your <laughs> dog died yesterday wow i had a dog too girl and uh, like that you know they can be a but
0: little even bit... the dating conversation they were having and rajah talked yeah. about, it, like not being able you know like that men expect her to be rajah all the time and they don't really accept her for her boy self yeah like, like yeah. they're honest conversations you know that i think yeah didn't feel forced
1: yeah, it was good. And I i mean, yeah, I mean, there's all the back and forth about Who Gets the Script. And then, of course, we're on set with Tracy Melchor in the yeah, truly in her myself, Michelle Visage bag, directing these queens.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I thought the direction seemed fine. It was like <laughs> the camera. But the when you're, like, when you're, they're doing the scripts now. You know people talk about, like,
1: blah, 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 generated by AI. Here's what it looked like if bots, blah, blah. I'm like, Maybe that's what these scripts have been all these years. <laughs> They're just like, okay, put these six drag race catchphrases in the bot engine, and we'll just see what comes up. Because some of the stuff they were saying, I was like, like even Raja having to do the share line, I was like, oh my god, you guys hit the same four beats and all of these fucking scripts. Like it's so stupid.
0: <laughs> the genuinely the uh, let's just get into the, the the spy acting challenge. I think at this yes. point, but my favorite part genuinely was. The uh the stunt person doing the flips, <laughs> yes. like I was laughing a lot. And silky's
1: actual dip of death, where she just went like slapped yeah. herself on the because I'm like we've all seen queens do that unintentionally in clubs, you know. There's always like hmm. a new and tonight making their debut, and it's some like really overeager baby queen, and they decide they're gonna do like a dip or a death drop or whatever mid number, and it's like you just hear the. There's been one yeah. or two where I've like turned to queens and like. Are they okay? Like, literally gone, I, I think they might have injured themselves. So I did like her taking the piss out of that. And, God, poor old Vanity, not realizing how to, like, cheat, cheat to camera. Like, was that was really killing my soul a bit. I was like, oh, God, oh, God. Yeah. Your back was, is turned. It,
0: it was a struggle, all right, for poor Vanity. And, I, you know, of course, they only show us the bits that she probably just had yeah. and everything else, also, and, you know, it was good. But, like, you know, I thought, like, it's, in, in contrast, like, I thought Victoria... Did a good job in that it was like really overacted, but it felt yeah. purposefully so on like vanities.
1: Yeah, and I also think to Rita's credit, like at first I was like, oh, I feel like she always does like the a but actually, mm. it, what she did was go, I'm taking it here, and it's going to be super specific. And her and Victoria, you can just see like a little bit of acting know how there in terms of how mm. to like stand out in places of even with a dodgy script. Also, this is something I noticed in the filming and when they showed us the final project Vanity obviously doesn't know the word huzzah because she's meant to go huzzah and she went huzzah I was like have yes, you never heard the- do British people not know the term huzzah it's maybe like, it's like, the brand of vodka yeah, you know? it's, <laughs> it's a very like it's a very kind of American-y Canadian thing to be like huzzah but I was like that's clear it was, I'm sure it was written that way in the script and she kept going huzzah and I was like yeah. that's not the, like I, I was trying to be like it's that would be a beef for me like
0: it's huzzah Z's, huzzah, huzzah. Yeah. but even <laughs> huzzah. she could have made more of that moment Joe when like there was yeah, all the mannequin reveals. heads. Oh, yeah, yeah like she could. She just kind of was trying to be, oh, she was like kind of going into the robo part of it where she could have been like the of Darien Lake in season 6 like, be, yeah. like the head really yeah. over the top.
1: Even like when they were doing that, well, I thought it was one of the opening scenes where they're like watching the TV and Fanny <laughs> just goes well she must have gotten out somehow she just says it so normally she's mm. like she must have gotten out somehow. I'm like, you're acting in Drag Race. You'd be like, she must have gotten out somehow. I'm like, there were so many things. And she was just like, oh, like reading like her shopping list. I was like, oh, Vanity. I need mean, because yeah. it does have so much personality. It's like, there's some queens who have no energy. They're boring in interviews. And when they go to an action challenge. You're like, oh, they're going to flop. Whereas Vanity is like full of life and character. And she's so charismatic. It's like, this shouldn't be like such a jump for you to like, say huzzah (laughs) i don't know what that's just me that's
0: just me but i feel conflicted almost kind of you know with with my reaction to vanity you know in season three and i just think you know i kind of felt like all the things that people said to her i think she had like a a tweet out this morning or whatever to say you know oh everyone told me that i was i stayed too long in my season and i was carried through because of race now i I never thought that but like Mm. you know that i you know wasn't talented enough blah 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 or that I was, it was too soon for me to come back. And I definitely felt, you know, that she may have overstayed her welcome, whatever, on, on season three. And maybe it was too soon for her to come back. And I don't know why I thought that. Am I just a sucker? Is that the narrative that they fed to me? I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I felt guilty to it. I felt, or I felt foul of it or whatever. But I really do, I really have like clean state assessed her on this and like yeah I definitely think she's one of the best lip oh she's been we've great internationally yeah. really strong looks I loved her Dion from Clueless look last week yeah so I, I really think this has been a real sort of like you know statement that she is a tour de force and yeah. deserves to be have this platform she has
1: also as well like you know I remember people saying that about season three and like uh she's right to point out some of the unfair kind of slant to some of those comments like I think. The thing about her on, on her initial UK season was she just felt a little bit unpolished compared to some of the others. And so I think that was where the frustration lay. But also I'm like, in the regular seasons, if you can absolutely body a lip sync, that's how you stick around. And I was kind of like, she was like, I've even heard people say that about Black Pepper this year. And I'm like, sorry, like for me, she body those lip syncs. So like, that is a way to survive to a certain point in the competition. So it's not like, and the UK show does have, I think, still a problem with being a more diverse representation of, people in the uk whereas the us one that's i mean i think with like say trans representation it's only on recent years improved but like the us version has always been very racially diverse in a way a lot more race diverse than other reality competitions in a way that feels very like they don't have to overthink it it just kind of is so i vanity is super talented and i mean her glow up in terms of runways and the there's been a massive improvement i think it's just a time she kind of lacks the polish and it's a little bit rough and ready but then also i kind of like that in queens because sometimes if everyone is so polished and fabulous it's like yeah but like i know i could go see vanity in a bar tomorrow and she'd blow my mind and like that has to be that's a part of her strength so it's more just i think i mean they said to her on the judging later on like if you can bring the energy of your runway and lip syncs to an action challenge you'd be the full package but she's and you know what, i yeah i, I think she, when i saw her listed, i was like oh no i'm excited of her because like i know she'd had a bit of a a rocky road in season three, but like there was something there, and you knew, like in an all-star setting. Oh, excuse me. You knew in an all-star setting she was gonna like really like come back and be ready, and that's that is what these kind of versions of the shows like ex- make them exciting because you're like, okay, well, there are people who are more than ready to kick kick ass a second time.
0: Yeah, definitely, and even like <clears throat> the fandom is so toxic in terms of you know, oh, it's Pixie Polite's fault for sending home. Yeah. Her, or it's yeah. Vanity Milan's fault for sending home Veronica Green when it's not their fault they're just being in the competition yeah and like and they don't there's also yeah. the element of sorry that that some of these you know contestants don't know how to make themselves a TV character yet and so that's obviously what Raja and Silky are so pro at but Vanity is so a lovely person you'd love to kiki with her but I don't think she knows how to craft herself a TV, reality TV character
1: and that's actually something I feel about a lot of the UK girls is they're all like they're all talented they're all interesting to like see do their thing but I often cringe watching the UK seasons and sometimes some of the UK girls in the interview chair because they don't quite know how to like they go straight to here's the meme from 2005 that we all still quote it's gonna be really camp I'm like this is not like in like you need to actually communicate your storyline and your point of view and your personality differently in the interview chair and I think that's something I think it might be a cultural thing I think Americans and Canadians are a bit better at that kind of openness and that style of communication And it's funny because like they love with the UK girls like we're not going to be saying yes God mama hunty slay blah 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 and I'm like for all you're saying that all you've done is go very very ash every season like I've heard the same four love of huns quotes from you guys in a weird way the American girls they might say drag slang that's become mainstream but it's actually like organically how they talk and they're able to get their point of view across and sometimes even with vanity I think that's maybe what it is she's not quite like underlined exclamation point this is who I am yet for us as a viewer sometimes and I love Victoria but I even find when she goes into the oh dear today we're doing blah blah I'm like no 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 when you actually just talk in these interviews it's great I do I do need you to tell me about doing the workroom it's like it's so when the other like US queens are like yes god blah, blah. it's like it's how they talk so it works even if they're kind of a bit bit larger than life it's their core personality I find the UK queens they go into doing a funny voice and I'm like but this I is
0: Raja does it and it works. And I don't know. Yeah, but it's that makes kind of Raj how she talks.
1: Work. But it's, you yeah. know, if you're talking to Raja, that like even later on when she's by herself in Untouched and she does the, the riff <laughs> about like, we made it to the top like she would do that with you if you were having a drink with her. Whereas I think some mm. of the UK queens, it's a bit like, I don't know. It just, it's, it's, I, I think it's just a cultural difference when it comes to like doing telly and also Americans in general. I think are more au fait with reality TV. Obviously we have British reality shows, but like mm. there's a difference in how they conduct themselves sometimes. Anyway, I've uh, sometimes in the interviews at UK, I'm like, oh, shut up, shut up. Oh my God, like you just can't, like when they go, it's going to be camp. I'm like, what are we talking, what are you talking about? What does that mean? Do you know, like they'll say about the most yeah. inane things. It's another day in the wet room. I'm wearing shoes. It's going to be camp. I'm like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, what? Like what's, if I was producer, I'd be like, we're banning the word camp. You're only let's say if something is camp like if you're i don't know if you're doing the met gala camp theme, then we'll talk camp otherwise we're not saying we're camp <laughs> <laughs> hire me bbc hire me
0: <laughs> uh how do you think Raja did in the acting challenge
1: i thought she did okay like i love her physicality and like she kind of i think she's in her own head about how good or bad she is as an actor and when that happened you could see the like, cogs turning but like for the mm. most part she nailed it and she's kind of, I, one thing I do think they deserve credit for is like bringing in a stunt person and like doing stunt stuff in those sketches, that doesn't always happen. And it adds a layer of kind of like hilarity and weirdness that you don't always get with the American ones. Cause the American ones now, you can kind of know what to expect. And I thought, okay, you guys don't have quite the same level of production value here, but you've thought of something funny, which is like a stunt person as opposed to the pit crew standing there and their jocks or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I actually quite enjoyed the kiss between Silky and Victoria. <laughs> you know, afterwards when like she turns to the camera quite she's like, quite wow, that. We're close. <laughs> what, we're very close. Like I thought that was, I thought that was funny but that's something that she was directly critiqued on later on.
1: I feel like what happened was later on, they, I think, I loved, they didn't really riff on this and I wish they did. They kind of said, it felt quite serious. And I was like, yeah, I felt like they had a snog because there's a bit of a flirtation there. Whereas I think they wanted like a fake kiss where they didn't even really kiss because they actually kiss for real. Like I was like, mm oh, you guys actually, like, kissed. Also, once we saw the final product, I was like, oh, so they were shooting a trailer, but there was also a storyline. Like, it, In- <laughs> yeah. it kind of needs to be <laughs> either or. Do you know, like, that's one thing I kind of hate with these sketches and they're, like, presenting and it's a trailer. I'm like, no, just give me, like, three or four minutes I only realized it was,
0: it was a trailer halfway through
1: it. Yeah, I, it felt like they only realized. Like, the script was like, oh, make, make it a trailer. Brooklyn needs a voiceover. It was a bit haphazard. Mm. Yeah, I mean... I love that they actually kiss. Like, I know we had it already this season, but damn, I was like, God, they really like, they snogged. It wasn't even a joke snog. You mm-hmm. know, usually it's the thing of they're in drugs, They don't want to ruin their makeup. So they kind of go, ooh. Yeah.
0: And they do the big, neo you know, rub, rub, Yeah, messy hair. hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah think, the old
1: yeah. fake out. We all do it in the club. You fake out a kiss someone, to get someone <laughs> yeah. to fancy it.
0: Pretend to kiss me. He's watching. <laughs> the amount of b- boys you call up to your DJ, yeah. I, to We're be just gonna—we're
1: gonna fake kiss my crushes here Come here. <laughs> I'm gonna do that's my m- move for 2023. <laughs> <laughs>
0: On this week's episode of The Workroom, James is back temporarily to join me to discuss the next four episodes of Dragula Titans, that is episodes four through seven. During the conversation, we discuss the conversation that's taking place online around the Dragula contestant Coco Kane, who often uses large breastplates and whether the use of large breastplates in drag as seen by people like Jimbo is in some way misogynistic. This
1: started earlier in the year around Jimbo being on um, on the, the Versus a World series as well because Jimbo does a kind of like extremely over-exaggerated, big-boobed, kind of dumb, blonde, kind of ditzy character, and people said that that's actually quite misogynistic because it's a very misogynistic view of of women and that like there's a conversation to be had about you know when drag queens are in drag and they're 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 giving female illusion of any any kind do they have a responsibility or what to what degree can like misogyny be read into what they're doing
0: so that's over in the workroom our bonus feed of content you can access that by heading over to headstuffpodcast.com and signing up to become a member for only five euro a month we'll see you there
2: As the year comes to a close, we just wanted to thank all our listeners for tuning in to shows on the Headstuff Podcast Network throughout 2022. We'd especially like to thank all the fantastic Headstuff Plus members who have supported
0: their favourite podcasters to keep doing what they love to do. You can join hundreds of fellow supporters on headstuffpodcasts.com and get access to loads of bonus content. From all of us here at Headstuff, we wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Right, let's get on to the runway. So, the category was Y2Gay, or was it Y2G? I can't remember, but it was No, it was Y2Gay. Was it Y2G? I'm like. I wrote down Y2G, (laughs) but then I was like, I should have said Y2Gay. Four Kid Kid runway. Four runway. Cute. Rita was up first with her neon hourglass ball pool yeah Look, she had, like the clock of montreal on it she said they were these montreal balls that drop on a certain is it pride or is it a uh, new year's eve i can't remember what there's yeah
1: and pride is a big thing in montreal like oh my god they go so hard i think they have like two kind of separate pride events there like every mm. year that are huge i liked this because i was not exp- when they said it was interesting it said y2k slash club kid because for me i mean i think the y2k trend is a little bit played out in pop culture but like you could actually have Y2K and Club Kit as two separate categories. And it was interesting that they were like, well, no, this is when the Club Kid era was at its peak, like mm. late 90s, early 2000s, like going into the new millennium, right? It was kind of part of their thing. So like, I liked them going for the Club Kit theme because it's always one that I think is a kind of in, it's kind of in Drag Race's blood because World of Wonder was so tied to the Party Monster documentary and the film and blah, blah, blah. And then obviously it's just a chance for Queen to do something mad. And I did not expect Rita to, I mean, it makes sense now because Rita was probably around for bits of that, or maybe new people Mm. in that scene in some way. Like, I don't know how much the club kid thing made it. mean she's only thirty-five,
0: so she wasn't. I couldn't have been there in that. Rita's thirty-five.
1: Are you serious?
0: Yeah, I thought Uh, Isis. I thought she was older. What age was Isis? Thirty-five, just a few months older. Rita's
1: thirty-five. I thought Rita was like in her late forties, maybe in her (laughs) fifties. She looks amazing, but I thought she was older. I was like, she's great
0: for an old girl. It's so old energy, I think. Yeah.
2: 35.
0: Um, I'm going to double check that, but I looked it up last time. I looked it up when, uh, oh my like God, sorry. two episodes ago. Sorry if I'm screaming
1: at everyone's ears as I realise that. <laughs> anyway, maybe, well, you know, look, maybe she wasn't around, but like she, I, I was like, yeah, hang 25. on. She knows, oh my God, 35. She knows drag history, so she would know the club mm. kids. So I'm maybe that's, I should have thought of that, but like, I was really impressed because it was like, super conceptual it did feel original because actually sometimes with the club kid thing there are certain beats that people hit that think are like so edgy but they become a bit like we've become very used to them because we've seen this kind of visual on drag race mm-hmm. and in pop culture i was fascinated by the large frame box thing how did she get did she that get
0: I, that was that felt question. like a
1: little home advantage i was like did she go uh could you uh, perhaps drive this on the top of your car for me? Uh, like I was like, hold on, did you like travel in that? Like, how did you get that mm. in your suitcase? Because I'm like, oh, I was watching at one point, I could see the wheels. I was like, oh, I was like, the wheels would come off and then you could pack it away and fold, maybe you could fold it up or along the length of your suitcase. I was like, mm, I don't know. That felt that was that felt like a prop you would see on like drag race US when they would do the group girl group challenges and make them walk through the
0: set. Yeah, and, you know, like I was like, where did you get that from? Unless, she uh, might, unless it was a prop that was on set that she was able to pimp up herself. I don't know.
1: Maybe she was like, I'll take that to the hotel room. I'm sorry, I'm doing the worst French can. I've suddenly <laughs> embraced my inner Rita Baga. Me, they shouldn't do funny voices. Me also does a funny voice. Yeah. Um, but maybe she saw it on set earlier in the, in the filming and thought, can I have a go with that? But then the look was conceptually designed like around, around it as well yeah i know it looked amazing when she was on the panel with the rest of them but i was like mm. anyway rita like i think body this and i was so surprised and it's a real like smart move because you kind of knew rita was a sure shot for the final but it's a great thing to do right before the final to go oh i can also do this by the way yeah. you know it's a lovely way of reminding you that she has a range because i do think she is very talented
0: yeah Hundred percent. She's a very ben.
1: talented, you know.
0: Ben. You know. <laughs> Before the, all the Canadian listeners uh, turn <laughs> off. Yeah.
1: Sorry, Barry Banned <laughs> from French Canada. Banned from French Canadian places now.
0: Yeah, Celine won't. You won't be able to play Celine anymore. <laughs> I'll
1: be like, I'd love to DJ in Montreal, but like, we heard the podcast. You're yeah. not coming here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Vanity was up next uh, yeah. She gave I, I got Wakanda off this She said Matrix, the futuristic cape And the sort of blonde wig That was up there I really liked the sort of strut that she had The cape the was
1: cool, yeah I loved this, I think mean, the minute I it came agreed, out I there wasn't much club yeah, though I was like, and this is where the Y2K Y2K prompt and club kid got confused And I'm like she if That was like that, when she mentioned Missy earlier I was like oh yeah it's like if someone was paying a nod to like Missy of the early 2000s mm. doing it like on a fashion room right now and it looked amazing but I was like you kind of missed the proms like it I felt like the bodysuit was was actually like the detail on the chest and stuff was amazing but I'm like that's too like superhero and cool for the cloak kids they were all like grotesque and odd and weird like I think the cape and actually they mentioned the piece was like low-key, which it was but I think you could do the hair the cape and the boots but the middle part would have needed to be a bit weirder or almost like deconstructed or falling apart or Mm. like ad hoc to be more because the idea with club kids is that they were there was a diy kind of chaotic quality and actually they probably would rarely have looked that polished. you know like even something rita did still had a zany like unexpected you could imagine someone doing it at home kind of feel to it even though it was it had a slickness to it whereas vanities i'm like if it had been the superhero challenge she would have won because it's like a really cool like drag take on like a marvel character basically like to really oversimplify it but it's got matrix Mm. and missy and all these fun things in there it's just not very club kid to me
0: yeah and the fact that rita took basically like an inanimate objects and made it neon and club kid is like kind of the heart of the club yes exactly like
1: the idea you'd have it at home and you just turn it into a crazy look or put it on top of your head yeah
0: Mm. Victoria gave us the Millennium Bug while she broke, broke the, the set. set.
1: I mean, that was, I loved seeing that. Oh my God, that was even just because they went, let's do that again. And then imagining some like crew member like, hang on, I'll just super glue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought, I think Millennium Bug meets Club Kid was a really clever blend of the two themes. Mm. I loved the makeup and the hair. My only thing is I understood the spider arm thing and she she's so great with her physicality that she played it brilliantly. I thought they looked a bit cheesy. I actually think, ironically, something like Vanity's cape with, like, a fun effect on it might have actually been more interesting. It just felt a bit, I don't know, literal, like, I'm a, I'm a spider. I was like, you've gone so abstract to the rest of this. I don't know if you need spider arms. Now, she made it work, and I can see the logic, but I was like, it looked a- that looked a bit rough and ready for I me. I just
0: wasn't sure... What were they? Spider legs? Were they fly legs? I couldn't identify the legs of the bug. and Maybe it was supposed to be uncertain, but I don't know. I would have preferred her make herself more grotesque and bug-like. In yeah, an with way. like
1: claws or like you know, when you see like certain insects in the jungle, and they have like I guess like pincers or like things coming out of their back. Like that could have been cool, but like also maybe she did not happen to be fair she'd have to put it in her luggage that's probably why but no it's still it overall it was it had like she's great at like a clear point of view and kind of mashing things together and it working very well like I mean that's why I kind of feel like we got shortchanged on have her in UK season four but she's also risen to the occasion on this one so
0: brilliantly I also thought the mullet was great. Like, if if you were yeah. to decide a hairstyle for the Millennium Bug, it would be a mullet. Yeah, yeah, it and would. And it's also Y two K as well. So it, like it is all full circle.
1: Yeah, and the mullets are back in. All the young kids have mullets now, and it's it's a little bit scary, but it's it's out there. Be, yeah, blame please, Stranger Things. Please be aware of mullets this Christmas. A mullet, mullet <laughs> a mullet could enter your
0: home at any time. <laughs> mullets aren't just for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. As well. <laughs> Maybe they should be. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Silky gave us the big mouth, the big eye, the big tongue look. It gives me very... Mohart gave us a look like this. I think, yeah, in like, she did. Four. Yeah, um, I guess it. You know, I definitely could see the club kid aspect of it. It was just the cat suit underneath it. I just didn't feel was elevated enough. Unlike Victoria, who kind of like put a lot into the cat suit, but made it like yeah up and kind of sort of just embossed it a bit more. This was kind of like a cat suit, but holding a few things.
1: Yeah, that was my beef with the too. Is there was disparate elements over there that were quite cool, but I was like, I think, I think her makeup and hair could have gone a little bit further, and maybe like maybe if she'd actually attached the pieces to herself or they moved in some way with her body. Like, mm. I think when you're just holding them, it does look a bit like we made this out of like cereal boxes on the way in. Like there was, it's eye grabbing. And I think her idea, like I'm loud mouth, I'm this and that, like, and even her later on saying like, oh, I don't have great vision. I was like, okay, that's a fun starting point. It just, it was more like pop art, 60 silliness mm. versus like club kid. It needed like the weird factor to become like club kid for me.
0: I would have liked if there was some way for the mouth to open and the tongue yeah. fall out, rather than it like, be. Oh yeah. Tongue.
1: yeah, that would have been a great gag to start on the room. I have the tongue fall or something, or even the tongue like behind you, like a train or something. Yeah,
0: that'd be lovely. Yeah. Oh, it's like, someone did that before, but yeah, probably. Isn't it
1: great when gay guys who don't do drag have detailed ideas <laughs> about how to do drag that they'll never do, and dragons will be like, "You've never done it." I'm like, "I never yeah. will."
0: <laughs> And, and I, I never will. Spent tw- like twenty hours putting
1: something <laughs> yeah. together. People you don't know will go. Well, it could have been a Armchair quarterback. That's me. That's my role in the drag world.
0: <laughs> I don't want to hear any uh, any feedback on how my podcast could be better. Yeah. That, okay? <laughs> you could have like done this. I'm like, well, I didn't. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Raj, I gave us a yeah. gorgeous a mesh mesh sort of the one piece with these tangerine inlays with the brass. Yeah. And- the headpiece which was the droopy telly headpiece yeah I really like this for her
1: yeah I I love that for you um it was a fun (laughs) way to do it felt club kid and it felt Raja and it felt very modern but it did like yeah it just and it's hard it was kind of hard to explain and like I don't think it was perfectly constructed and like maybe the most amazing she's ever worn but I was like ooh this really stands out and it does remind us that you like she does have a very unique point of view like Raja's this like Mm. funny kind of voice of the season kind of character in interviews, but there is actually a real like a real eye for detail and a very unique kind of visual style that she has. And I think that's actually how she's endured. And when you think of where she started in her first season to now, she has just got such an eye for detail. Like it's really I mean, I feel like she's unique. I know unique is in the like the list criteria, but she actually is quite a unique personality. And like her take on this was very What's the word they always use in fashion? Directional. It's very directional. Well, oh, nice. we know what yeah. that means, but I think it was directional. Yeah.
2: I think it was directional.
0: The character she gives in the runway always reminds you of like some sort of like black exploitation side character, and it's really yeah. nice to see her you know, dress that character in different styles. Like, yeah, you know, she had that sun and moon look, or even this like club kid character. Yeah. Like I thought it worked really well with her her on runway persona. 100% I actually took a note here that after the they revealed the acting challenge there was an incredibly insincere yay <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have to say like it's these moments like with the judges where it's like they're like the small turns of phrases they're just not able to give life or even like when Brooklyn's introducing the, the runway and or when she's introducing that section of the show and she, her instead of looking Straight down to the judges and to the camera, she does this kind of side thing and then turns. It's mm. like, oh, it's just a little. At times, it's just a little bit off. We're like, oh, this is not quite the energy that I want on my drag race. But anyway, and then we and get. I wonder the, is to the watch. A
0: because I think they always say that the actual, the version of the acting challenge you see when you're in the room is not the final product. Probably, probably. So they probably moful, were like, "Yay! Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be great in the final edit," but we're not sure. They can do
1: wonders in <laughs> editing these days. Let's watch the rough cut though. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs>
0: so Rita and Victoria were the top two I would agree with that would you
1: yeah definitely like we said earlier they're both coming from like an acting place with it and they I mean I even just loved like it's such a small thing but when they were doing the mosquito thing and Victoria delivered the line like oh they're sucking out charisma and then she she still slapped her face and delivered I was like that's someone who's like a really good performer it was actually kind of sad to think like earlier on she said oh as an actor I was dropped for my weight and my size when it's like you'd probably be such a star like she is she's doing that drop and she's like she has an amazing career now but like she is clearly a talented comedic performer like there's just no doubt about it so yeah Rita and Rita Ace the old lady character in a way I wasn't expecting and then runway wise I think for me Rita's runway slightly outdoes Victoria's I just think it's a little bit more it's that mix of like it was clearer and easier to understand and actually felt a bit more club kid but I can't knock Victoria's invention and like just the delivery of the effort too, you know, yeah. like to be able to move the way she did in the runway, and like they said, elevate a catsuit, which is like such a drag race trope at this point, and she just went completely off the wall with it.
0: Yeah, I, I thought Victoria did a great job of, of the acting challenge. I really felt like it was an on-stage performance, like you know, when, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, you have to suspend an element of suspicion of, of belief when you're in a theater anyway, but you're like leaning into the <clears throat> the wink. Of the character that obviously were not spies, obviously, not in this world, but I thought it was. Just they're not really spies?
1: Well. What do you mean? It was real? It was a documentary? Yeah, no, they're actually. That's actually their audition tape. <laughs> it was actually true.
2: <extra. laughs>
0: to take part in
1: Drag First World, you'll need to send us an audition tape where you commit spy acts. You're like, oh, okay. That's, uh, we're not far off the American girls happen to do that. You'll need to commit treason with the FBI. <laughs> Before we consider you for this season. You need to be
0: able to be waterboarded and last. <laughs> oh my
1: God. You'll be tortured for 12 hours and then we'll need to see a lip sync to three RuPaul songs. They're <laughs> like, the first part I can do.
0: <laughs> I actually would have put Raja in the bottom over Silky just because I the only times I laughed at were at Silky's line after the kiss. And I think Silky's choice to be, you know, to... Of the stunt person yes, emulate them because that was fucking funny
1: that was truly deranged the shot of the stunt whizzing around was like probably the only real moment of comedy in the whole thing yeah I think I think what may have landed silky in the bottom is a it's like they're so close to the wire they're gonna like someone you love is that's the tension right someone you really like is gonna be in the bottom someone you love it sounds like i'm talking about a family member someone you love could be in the bottom <laughs> this christmas <laughs> christmas don't put your family in the bottom too um but like i think the runway may have just about saved rajah because it was wasn't perfect but it was like that bit more polished and creative and a bit out there and it just she did something unusual with the prompt i think silky kind of went Here's two things I'm going to hold perfectly for eight hours while we film this, but they don't necessarily make sense
0: rita and victoria lip sync to and i'm interested had you heard of the Because i haven't estelle i have featuring yeah cardinal official freak i and liked it, it
1: i think they are getting around their canadian connection because cardinal official is like a dancehall artist from canada
0: canada yeah
1: so i think they were like we need a canadian song this week. make we'll do this i think david getter produced freak or it was around the time she did the stuff with david getter and like I was okay. familiar with this song, and actually, I remember here I lived in Toronto the summer of 2008, and I'm almost sure I heard this song out then. And there was another, actually, there's a Cardinal official song with Akon called "Dangerous" that was like big yes, in Canada. That's the only one I yeah, know that was like of. a big hit at the time. So, like, I remember him from that song, and he was on some other, some some girl group songs. Well, anyway, I was aware of the song. Interesting choice because it's a banger, but it's not. I would sometimes there's dance music that is there are dance songs that are drag songs and there are dance songs that like you can hold your little glass of champagne and do the one, two step in the club, but they're not really drag numbers. And I would say this is a banger, but it's not quite a drag song. It's just, it's not kind of got the buildup and the tension that a drag friendly dance song has. Having said that, these two doing it was a lot of fun. Although I think Victoria started strong, but did a thing that I don't love Queens doing And I guess I can speak to this a little bit of like authority because I like work with Queen's see Queens perform all the time. When you start with like a funny dance gimmick or like a move that's really good, you kind of have to build up to the rest of it. She got down on the floor and started rolling. I was like, you need to build to the ridiculousness. Whereas Rita actually kind of, Gave like hot, sexy pop star a little bit, which I did not think she would do. I Until thought she...
0: the upside down twerk.
1: But then that's what I think. She was like, I'm going to build up to the stupidity of Rita Baga that you love. But first, I'm actually going to show you how much. Now, she didn't really know the rap, which I did think was a little bit of downfall. Mm. But like, I'm going to show you how much I know the song. I can deliver the song as the hot girl, which you're not expecting. And then I'm going to go stupid. I was like, oh, that's how you like. And she also had better levels. Like she was like kind of the front of the stage then she went to the back and walked up then she went on the floor whereas Victoria spent a lot of it trying to kind of like do, do so for the judge at the front I'm like you look amazing this is clever but like it's too I'm kind of losing you here like if I was mm-hmm. watching you in a club I wouldn't see half of this whereas what Rita's done is go here I am follow my eye line I'm gonna go down here and then I'm gonna end here so I thought in the lip sync that Rita really just pipped it and like Victoria did a good mm, job I agree I but agree. I think say last week was a better performance on victoria it just she but to blast, be fair
0: it's her third in a row and you run yeah. out of ideas you know yeah like, true i think she, you know i think she did she can a good dance job. I think it was so. very close. victoria she can, can it. dance i was like
1: oh she's throwing some moves in it just is a little bit too like ad hoc whereas i was i thought when they said the song before they start, i thought oh this is victoria's i don't see rita like turning it to this song and i was like oh i also thought at first honestly the way rita was dressed that it was going to be a spice girls thing because rita looks so like ginger spice I was like, then I was like, not oh, Canadian. Like, what? is this going to be a girl group? Like, what? And then it was such a random, such a random song. But yeah, I mean, to me, Rita. We still
0: haven't had our Shania moment, though. And yeah, I thought but... because Rue at the start of the season said, let's go, girls. I was like, okay, is this yeah. it? Are we getting it? I
1: no. think how fucking expensive Shania songs are. They like... forked
0: out for Alanis and Celine and Carly. Truly they can fork out for Shania. Mm.
1: Yeah but maybe Yeah that's You're you're like
0: Come on Shania
1: Come (laughs) Come on on. (laughs) But that's true Shania's a good I mean They did Maybe for the finale Maybe for the
0: finale Yeah they did in the US Yeah when she was a guest judge
1: Yeah but that's the thing too Like when they said They've Smackdown next week I was like all RuPaul or all Canadian because I feel like you guys don't have the deep music pockets that they have on the U.S. one now you only watch the U.S. one now like mm. here's 12 huge songs with money is no object anymore <laughs> yeah. I'm like I remember the days where like you couldn't watch season one legally because there was a Destiny Child song in it like yeah. you know, we've, how far we've come but yeah I exactly. interesting song choice good lip sync like
0: so I, I should say Rita, Rita won, she sent Vanity yeah. home. It's kind of what you were we were expecting. Yeah. Sad to see her yeah. go, but writing was on the on, on the offer, I think, in this episode. So that leaves yeah. Rita and Victoria and Silky and Raja as the top yeah. four. Who do you think who would you like to win? Who do you think, who do you think is gonna win? Damn,
1: um, it's hard. You know, I actually on a like I just like you the best level, I want Silky to win. I think in terms of the competition, I feel like it's and I'd be thrilled if either of them won. I think it's Rita or Victoria. I think Raja was good. I, I do think the Raja we got in All-Star 6 was a better Raja overall. I think that year I was like, damn, she could really take this. This year I'm like, it was strong. She makes sense in the finale. I don't know if she fully really like jumped ahead everybody. Silky... Yeah, I'd like Silky to win, but I think it's for me it's down to Victoria and Rita. I think it would be very interesting to see how a lip sync smackdown plays out because to be fair, they're all four very strong lip syncers in completely different ways. It's not gone on before people who all do the same kind of moves. It's even like the kind of com- we saw it this week, the kind of comedy that Victoria and Rita do is actually a bit different, you know. So I'm yeah, I think I would in one level there's obviously a symbolism and a significance to Victoria winning outside of just her being a good queen. Like it will be a moment to see you know like women win in drag race they deserve to you like you know cis women um but like reed is also a like a great queen and has that like old school quality that a certain kind of canadian drag has and it will be cool to see that recognized so we'll see i mean i say all this and then next week maybe silky bodies every lip sync and is a clear winner i'll be curious to see how the social media response is because i know they factor that in in terms of deciding wins.
0: well connor thank you for joining me for this episode uh, thanks for having it's me christmas and everything Join, yeah. let people know what what's up with you what what you're doing over christmas the pod all that
1: sure so how's housewives and me is my podcast it is a podcast about why we love the real housewives we have been on a break since the summer and i don't know when we're back so if anyone's wondering i still don't know because i still got dms but there's like 85 ish episodes you can check out where i talk to people from all walks of life about their like relationship to Real Housewives. It's not a recap podcast. You can listen to whatever episodes you like. And I chat to people who've watched every CD to one, like people like Evan Ross Katz, Laura Zabara, Vicky Notaro. Uh Speaking of drag, Davina Divine, Victoria's Secret have done it recently. Recently, like the last episode was in the summer. You know what I mean? Vade has been on. Chris uh, Lubricant, who's a hilarious queen from the UK. She did an episode. So like you could even just do the drag ones if that was an entryway for you. Um, I'm DJing at the George on... I mean, this Thursday for the final of Divina Divine's Divine Apprentice, which has, speaking of drag competitions, that is a close call. I don't know who's going to win that one. They're all fucking amazing. I'll be DJing after that. And then after Christmas, I'll be on air on 2FM on the 29th, the 31st and the 1st. And I'll also be in the George on, sorry, in the George on the Thursday after Christmas, whatever date that is. I want to say the 28th, the 29th and also New Year's Eve and the George. We have karaoke and it, like kind of early in the evening and then we'll be doing the countdown and I'll be DJing to the close so yeah you'll find me Busy. find me in the gay find me in the gay bar honey you find me in the gay bar and you can say who do you think should win i'll tell you who and and you know what it's going to be it's going to be camp it's going to be
2: camp
0: thank you for listening like I said, the final episode of the year will be out on the 23rd of December. Me and James reflecting on our years together doing this show before the new era of Pod kicks off in the new year. I'll talk to you then. See you. Love you. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious.